Okay, um, this is something new we're doing. Um, welcome to the next report. We cover Unix and Everlook pop culture. Uh, we're doing uh, Hangouts on Air for the first time. Hiccups first couple of times. Error kind of kicked us out, and apparently after that, can't invite guests or it doesn't work properly. Kind of really weird. Um, that's what I get for trying to do this not on Microsoft Windows, but that's 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 my choice. It's all right. I'm, I'm on Linux too. Well, and are you on OS ten, Corey? <laughs> I'm definitely on Windows right now. <laughs> eight point one. Yeah, eight point one. Um, Corey used to be a co-host of mine on the Revere Radio Network before he moved on to uh, other avenues. Um, he's been trying to help us troubleshoot and everything like that. Um, he apparently has quite a bit of experience with Hangouts on Air, including all the nuances and problems that it kind of pops up. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and share this event page on our um, Google Plus page. So so we'll go ahead and do that real quick. Do that with all the, the that I have as well. Yeah. Maybe we can get so, some viewers. Yeah, and and plus it's a different avenue and everything else. So, ah, oh, looks like you're cutting out there. <laughs> yeah, like lost his video, lost his audio. <laughs> you still there, man? I can hear. We caught a bit of that. <laughs> caught something. I, I see his. I see his photo down there, but it doesn't look like he's actually with us. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, that's usually. <laughs> there's always a weird connection on Google. Sometimes I've had that issue. Although when I use my VPN, I really don't have that issue as much. Huh. Well, um, I. I don't think I've had a problem other than the. Uh, situation we were having earlier with if I tried to answer the call it would make me call him back for some reason it's bizarre it, yeah I couldn't really explain it either and I'm a computer science student <laughs> I had no clue not a clue yeah maybe he should uh, I'm gonna go if you want to message him or I can message him, yeah, just, tell him the, message him the re just tell him to refresh the page that usually works, the hangout page. Uh, and that way that it'll it'll just restart. I'll ask him to join again and uh, he'll be right back in here. Um, it's about all that I know to do, but usually usually these problems don't last very long unless the internet connection's bad and that's That'll, well, that'll cause I don't issues. think his internet connection is that bad. He was explaining to me, um, I think last week, that he has basically guaranteed 10 megs a second, and he doesn't have to share it, share it with any of his neighbors or anything else, like I do with my charter. Uh, he's got a, what was it, Central Link, I think? Okay. Uh, yeah. So his, his setup's different than mine. So you're a computer science student, huh? Yes. Uh, where are you studying? Uh, UCM here in Warrensburg. Oh, okay. Cool. He says he's having trouble with Ubuntu not cooperating. Oh, looks like he'll look like he disconnected now. Yeah, you know what's weird is I've had I've had a lot of issues with Hangouts on Google Chrome. You know, you would think being Chrome, being a Google product, uh, would work better, but Honestly, the best browser to use with Hangouts is Internet Explorer. I don't understand why that is, oh, wow. but I it hate definitely Internet is. Explorer. I don't. I, well, I, and right now, I'm sitting on Linux right now, so I can't use Internet Explorer. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's what I'm getting at. Like he could, he couldn't even do it even if he wanted to. Um, yeah, he's. I think he's running. He's running two different systems. Oh, look! What do you do? You back up. Might have to unmute yourself. Yeah, we can't hear you right now. 
Yeah, it says he's muted now, so click that okay. mute button again. There, there you go. go. Are you there? Huh? He's muted again. Still muted. Still muted. <laughs> okay, it looks like he's trying to talk, but we're not yeah. getting any audio. Uh, yeah, if you hover at the top, there's some audio settings in that gear up there. Should be able to switch your input. might not be able to hear. He might. I don't know. He's messaging me right now. I think. Yeah, it says he can hear hear us, but he has no speakers. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that, is, that is very interesting. So how do you guys normally do the show? Is it like via Skype or? Uh, well, we haven't done anything involving audio at all. Normally, uh, Thomas has, uh, when we were doing it at his apartment, we'd use his desktop and we'd just record raw yeah. audio and nothing else. And we'd meet there and do it that way. This is our first time doing anything involving audio. So it's, it's different. It was something that I was kind of interested in. Yeah, it's a lot easier if you do it in the same studio. It makes uh makes the experience a little bit easier because you don't have the latency issue and uh, you don't have to try to deal with all these technology problems. You have one computer instead of everybody <laughs> that's joining yeah. you doing different computers. But yeah. Looks like he's still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting any video feed at the moment. So, uh, what year are you as a as a student? I'm in my senior year right now. Uh, I have a total of six classes left to take. So oh, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I, I've been talking with a uh, company in St. Louis, well, Chesterfield, about getting an internship, and so far I've got some progress. I'll hear back, yeah, hopefully tomorrow, I think. And I might have, uh, I'm going to talk to the uh, guy that's in charge of the team there. And see if he has any, or he's going to explain to me what what they do, some of the projects they've worked on, and stuff like that. And uh, we'll find out some more information about it. But right now, they were saying that they don't have any idea of what their uh, internship situation looks like until, or well, for the spring and summer of next year, because they were assuming I was trying to join in this year, and I can't. Oh. He says the system's slowing down again. Are you, uh, oh, that's weird. So are you, like, going to be a, I mean, computer science, it's, like, basically mostly programming, right? And system yeah. architecture and things like that. Yeah. Uh, they're in, in Warrensburg, originally they only had three, three different areas of uh, computer science, and they added a fourth one this last year for uh, game design, which might have been something that I was interested in a couple years ago, but we didn't have the option up until now, so I'm sitting on an applied computer science degree, which it lets me branch out into networking and into uh, programming as well, so I have a little bit of a wide ver uh, variety of expertise. 
He's going to try disabling some Chrome extensions. Yeah, okay, that's good. Good to hear. <laughs> Hopefully, you can get back in here. I hate to overtake a show. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a on an undergrad right now myself, and uh, oh, yeah. and a new program we have out here called Digital Sciences. So it's essentially like a combination of computer science, uh, computer information systems, but along with that, like communications, human interaction, design, all that kind of stuff, kind of mixed together. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good program. I've I've learned a lot. You know, it, you know, you don't really master anything, but you just kind of get to touch on every little bit of of you know system development and, and all that, as long along with all the business aspects of it, and it's kind of cool. You get a wide variety of knowledge, and something that will allow you. Like if uh, you get out in the field, you could branch out if you wanted to get further into one specific branch of. Uh, like computer science or networking or whatever, you probably have the ability to do it. Yeah, so that's exactly. Nice. That's yeah. nice. Wish yeah. I had that option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a fairly new concept, uh, you know, and uh, being interdisciplinary, I think, is it makes it really interesting because you're getting instructed by you know instructors from a lot of different schools across the campus. So, you know, it's not just you know you're stuck with the same professors. You get the you know, study journalism classes and, you know, things like that, too. But I'm, you know, I'm a web developer by trade right now. It's oh, okay. just, I've kind of thought about getting my master's in usability design or something like that. That's a pretty lucrative field. Yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's definitely a good option. I've done a little web design myself. Um, I don't have much in terms of uh, uh, hosting because right now I'm using the free hosting that Charter offers me with my internet, and uh, so I'm limited to nothing but primarily HTML, CSS, and uh, JavaScript. Can't do much else, <laughs> like no uh, PHP or anything else like that to allow me to do any dynamic web pages or anything. All right. There you are. So so, so I had a re, I just hit restart on my system. I am keeping very few tabs open at this point um, because of that. So Is this a system that you have with less, uh, two gigs of RAM? Yeah, because it has okay. the webcam on it. I also have my Chromebook on the side too, and this. Oh my goodness! At, at, at the very least, um, oh! Did he, I thought you froze up there again. Are you still there? I was worried yeah. about that. Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> um, so, so. Um, I'm going to go to the fan page and I am going to go ahead and make you, Stephen, and and oh come on, <sighs> nothing's cooperating with me today. That that's okay. Um, I, I need to make you an admin okay. on the on the page if I can. But, you should be able to. Well, here's the thing: they change things around and save, write a review, remove. That's not it. Um, let's hit settings. That's probably page publish, posting ability, page info, notification, page roles. Okay. There we go. That that way you can post the link directly to the fan page. You can now post stuff to the fan page and you'll see the little asterisks okay. to this and Oh my, my goodness, this is going to seem like really boring, but 
it's better to get this working than to go shock and awe, and then suddenly it just crashes right before you get to the punchline. So which you're so Corey, you're running eight point one. Has it finally stabilized? So remember I you. I never really had much of an issue with it, to be honest. Because I, re- I thought I remember seeing a post from you going, oh my goodness, I updated 8.1, and oh. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I, You know, I was having an issue with this machine at first, but the problem was that I had uh, forgot to plug in the processor fan. So it was spazzing <laughs> out. Um, You're probably getting, getting up way too much. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think the processor was like at 100 cellulose. Celsius, so it, that's Good a little Lord. bit too high. <laughs> I have a so custom I, system that I built here at my house, and uh, if if it goes above seventy, the motherboard says no, and it shuts it down. Oh well, probably not as bad as somebody spilling a uh, coffee with Splenda onto a notebook, and it turned <laughs> out that the turns out that sucralose will pretty much eat away thermal paste given a chance because a friend of mine managed to get the system running and then then all of a sudden he looked closer and was like um this thing is kind of eating away at the you know at all of this eventually causing it'll eventually cause the cooling to fail on it and I'm like wow (laughs) so fun fact there yeah good to know (laughs) So so apparently so the broadcast has stayed open while it was gone, right? Yeah, yeah it's, you're it's still broadcasting. Open. We were just uh, uh, kind of BSing back and forth about college and things like that. Yep. How, how is college going, by the way, for you? Because I probably missed quite a bit. Who are you asking? <laughs> well, you, Corey. Uh, it's going well. I've got about five more semesters left I'm gonna shoot myself but (laughs) getting there eventually are you double majoring no I've just been working the entire time so it takes forever to you know you can't take a full load when you're working full-time it's like even doing nine credit hours at a time is nearly impossible I understand what you're going through I've been doing 12 credit hours for the last three uh, three semesters almost two years with a full-time job, it's it's rough. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I barely pulled it off at the end of my college career, doing full-time, and 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 all of that. And I, even when I had one class left, and I just paid for it by myself, or the rest of it by myself, it was still oh, it was it was brutal. Then again, I'm probably a wuss, so. <laughs> um, so, seeing as how this is working now, and I'm not going to open any anything else on this thing, because Chrome, Chrome's a memory hog, I'm guessing. It always has been. You know, I had a uh, laptop a couple years ago that would just die if I had Chrome running on it because it only had like a gig of RAM and it was a Pentium M processor and it would just it bog that thing down like crazy. Okay, so so the note to myself will be upgrade the amount of RAM this thing will have to four, which is the max that it can have, period. So um I, have you guys looked at some of the links that are in that little, the notes that I shared and everything else? Yeah, More I've been impo- taking a look at it. I'm just kind of curious, uh, you know, what's the what's the frame of reference here? What are we uh, trying to get at? I know you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, on suggestion from one of our um, uh fans on the fan page, um, they were asking about impact of technology on the whole Israel-Palestine conflict, uh, starting with um, leading cast on. And I did I did ask, do you want to limit it to that, or 
go to other world events as well, and then ne never got a response back. So I figured this would be a good topic to kind of, uh, you know, have. And the one thing I want to emphasize too is that uh, people from all sides have already spoken their piece as far as I'm concerned about the whole thing. Um, there are those who are like, I stand with this side, I stand with that side, and I'm like, I I don't care, I don't live over there, I wasn't born over there, it is none of my business, and I don't, and that's as far as it goes on that one, I feel I mean, for all of is it fair to say that you can have an anti-murder stance? I mean, that's that's where I stand. Like, I you know, I really don't give a damn about either side. But I'm just kind of like, you know, one side's kind of murdering more people than the other. So, you know. And, and I, I can see that. It's The whole thing is, um, if things would resolve themselves, if more people start staying out of it and going, we've got too many problems here at home. That's as far as my opinion is gone on that um, what what's interesting is how things have kind of changed recently and how things are covered uh, with new technology and everything else you have the IDF with their superior forces but you also have Hamas who has who's getting a bit more capable as well but you on the other hand you also have the internet now that's kind of capturing the stupid on both sides, uh, especially the um, the so-called sniper on Instagram claiming that he murdered 13 Gaza children. And he said "childrens." By the way, I'd like to point out that I, I love when military <laughs> people are grammatically incorrect because it really kind of proves uh, what what we kind of all know. And I'm going to be this is what you get for bringing me on your show. Um, what we all know about, not all military people, but I mean, they really kind of uh, put the people in combat that are probably the least intelligent. And I know in Israel, like, everyone has to be in the military, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> combat or combat people are not necessarily the most intelligent out there. Or, Is that where well, the oxymoron of a military intelligence comes from? Exactly. <laughs> Or, or at the very least, they discover them. And this is from Countercurrent News, which interesting website. Later on, th this guy, this guy, is gotten jail time because apparently um, the whole th he made the whole thing up too. And. Um, and they claimed that, quote, many dozens of news sites tripped over themselves to copy and paste a report even without access to the sources that brought it to us. Free of the burden of citation, they noted the details we had relayed publicly, but when pressed, they could not elaborate. This led to many to suspect that the post from Ovedia was a hoax, that he had never, in fact, posted such comments. Um... I mean, Later. you can see it though. It's the, you can see it's an Instagram post. How could he not post this? I mean, what is this like? One of those things? Uh, what was that? Uh, the guy up in New York that that like sent dick pics, and he's like, "Oh, someone totally hacked my account." Um, I mean, <laughs> like I'm in the IDF, and somebody totally hacked my account. It was Hamas, totally Hamas. Um. The, the the thing is, um, it turned out that this person had just recently gotten through their training, and and the weapon is apparently reserved for those who are the best of the best marksmen. So, as it turned out, they they were just you know you know beating their chest and all of that. Um, of course, they're they're being sentenced to thirty days and jail and they assert that he did not in fact shoot anybody he was using the claim to harass and terrorize Palestinians on social media and they haven't apparently haven't even qualified for 50 caliber 50 caliber rifle but posed with it to look you know you know for looks what and, I find interesting about this whole situation is that 
a lot of the information that was gathered, according to this first article, it was gathered by uh, uh, the hacktivist group Anonymous, which took control of his account, deleting it for good measure, and apparently they also hacked uh, websites of Mossad intelligence agency. Well, and the thing that gets me is making such a bold claim, oh, I, I shot you and blah, blah, all and blah, 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 has kind of dire ramifications. Um, you know, because then all of a sudden you have a bunch of people rage quitting the IDF and and that the, and this is the power of the internet and people don't haven't quite gotten this concept yet that uh, you you can if you're convincing enough um, you can cause quite a reaction and um, Corey you, you know all about that <laughs> as we alluded to earlier um, because somebody could be completely trolling and people take you way, way seriously. You're like, um, um, on the one hand, you're like, are you that stupid? On the other hand, this is scary. Um, I mean, like some of the uh, sites that you can find out there where it says, here, download more RAM. <laughs> and people believe it. I mean, when I first saw this story, I have to admit I thought it was legit. Like, I legit thought he actually did this. I mean, um, and, you know, it really has to make you wonder who whose hand is this playing into the most because my sympathies are pretty obvious after what I said about five minutes ago. Um, you know, it definitely played in the anti-Israel hands here. I mean, it, it, it this guy made the IDF look like a bunch of lunatics. And, I mean, that's pretty much the perception we have already. Um so, I mean, who's he really helping, even if it is fake? And the thing, the thing of it is, um, you know, I, I, I and th this guy is not the only one that has done this, uh, done something like this. Um, ha have you looked at um, the recent, recent um, thing regarding Jesse Ventura's lawsuit against? Um, what was this guy? What was the guy's name again? He claimed to have de punched him. In a bar, apparently, apparently he made the whole thing up, and now there are people starting to question. Okay, how many, how much of this guy's stories are actually true in his book, and how many of them are not so true too? And I guess that goes back to the power of the internet, to where people can research and discover things that, well, may not be, um, let's just say, politically convenient, no matter what. What stance you take? It was Chris Kyle, I believe, was the name of the person. He yeah, actually that... sued his uh, his widow, um, and people were very upset about that. I mean, defamation is defamation, but uh, it's kind of interesting, um, you know. But you know, that's the th that's the thing. That's the difference between, I guess, the print media and the internet. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but coming up, you know, in, in school, they always taught us never believe anything you read on the internet. Um, but print materials, I mean, that's everything you read in a book. I mean, that has to be correct. I mean, not, right. not everyone can publish. I mean, now, now we come to find out that a lot of things that have been published in books are total nonsense. I mean, all you really need is a publisher willing to put it out there. I mean, if it can sell, it can sell. It doesn't really matter. Well, um, and part of that problem is it's it. If it sells, it gets them money. And if it's something that's true, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be true to get the money. If it's if it sounds real, if it sounds uh, like it's going to get a lot of attention, then they're going to put it out there. If, regardless of whether the situation's true, how horrible the situation could be, it's just whether it gets attention or not. And and that's and that's not to say that things uh, can't be positive. Um, there are people out there trying to bring both sites together using mobile apps as well. And this uh, fastcoexist.com is noting a an initiative by MIT called Middle East Education Through Technology. 
and they believe that it's a potent way to bridge the gaps and try to create peace. Um, have either of you heard of something like this? I mean, I haven't heard of it. It sounds great. It sounds great in theory. Um, my my concern is the amount of propaganda on both sides. Um, I don't know if a, a mobile app is going to solve uh, this issue. Um, you know, we we have seen a lot of a lot of benefits and and cultural sharing and, and cultural understanding through like globalization in general. But um, I, you know, an app. I mean, what what's the app going to say? Uh, you know, your your Israeli neighbor. You know, you don't have to kill all the Jews. I mean, like, what's what what's the what's the app going to communicate? And why would you download it? Like, what's the motivating factor um, for downloading it? I, this I, I is go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Well, I, what I, I see, I think it's more of the uh, initiative itself, not just it, not the app, but the focus of what the app stands for. What they're trying to do is bridge the gap, and if they can give each side a better understanding of what the other one goes through. And now, granted, this is based in the Middle East, and conflict is going on there for since before recorded history. So it's going to be difficult, regardless of what we do. But I and think it's a step forward. And it's a program to bring people from both backgrounds together. Marketing, programming, strategic planning, um, fostering communication, understanding. The Count Me In is um, to help people who graduated keep them in touch. And it actually is morphed into a, according to the story, a larger social networking site as well. So... So that that's one way people are reacting to this um, to this as well. Um, there's also another another place called internet.org who's trying to bring the internet to the rest of the world that's not quite connected. So it's that's an I don't know how this popped up. I don't remember when it popped up, probably in my searching for technology impact Middle East and something like that. But um, on, on both sides, you'll find out nefarious nefarious things as well as very interesting things, um, such as um, from AL Monitor where... Apparently, uh, my Chromebook's not cooperating. <laughs> then again, it's on the ARM architecture, and if I have a massive ton of tabs open, it kind of bogs down a little bit. Oh, I don't want to sign up for your newsletter. Back off. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I, you know, I, I hate that so much. Every time you open up an article like that, or like when in the middle of one of these episodes, I always have that problem. It's like, sign up for this, sign up for that, sign up for this. No, I just want to read the article. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, from al-monitor.com, um, I guess the the Palestine Pulse or something like that. Um, it talks about it talks about the use of cameras and Palestinians' use of cell phones. Um, coming back to haunt the Israeli security establishment too, and it's providing some examples of this as well. Um, talking, this thing talks about on May fifteenth, uh, this um, security camera on top of a carpentry shop captured unprovoked shooting of um, schoolboys. Um, and officials believing that there were no cameras at the site claimed that soldiers had not used live bullets and that those shots with rubber bullets had been throwing stones at the soldiers, except security cameras proved otherwise. So yeah, They denied the fact that the security cameras were there. Right. So, And it goes on to note cell phone usage as well. Um, so how... how with all of these things going on, 
Um, what's the what do you guys think is the main impact of advanced technology in the Middle East? How that's going to affect the conflict? Can it be used to kind of bring a more amicable solution? Because there, though, there are people on both sides of that fence who despise each other. There's clearly as well people on both sides of that particular fence who are also opposed to the conflict too and they just want it to stop Uh, I think what it's going to come down to is uh, the balance between what you're talking about Thomas the people that that don't want to interact with the person on or the people on the other side of the fence and then the people who want to have some sort of a bridge or agreement come across or a treaty or something. But I, I don't know what the, bal- the balance stands at, so I can't really judge that at the moment. Yeah, you know, and I, I think it's a fair point. I, You know, I really kind of like this, I, this article you just brought up about the security cameras. Um, if technology, personal technology, is going to do anything in the Middle East, and I think it already has... Uh, it's going to prove that the the Muslim people in general um, in, in those areas, for the most part, um, are being highly misrepresented, um, and they're facing a lot of oppression by governments that are largely propped up by the Western world. And, um, you know, we saw that with Egypt and the situation that happened there a couple of years ago there was a iran was really the first uh what was that there i forget that what was called in iran back in 09 when they used twitter and it really kind of showed the abuses that were going on and now um you know the abuses are being shown what israel is doing to palestine so really i think it's just going to expose uh people to the truth like the internet has been doing for the past 20 years i mean it's 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 great to see but um what what will come from it? I don't know. It might even be more conflict, um, because the people in power are the ones that are perpetuating this. Um, so if everyone knows, it's just going to make the illusion that they have less uh, appealing. <laughs> you know, so it's probably going to lead to more conflict, if anything. So my views on it basically is not quite the same as a lot of other people's, because I I've noticed that. People are impassioned, going, I stand with this side, I stand with that side. And I'm like, um, and, and, you know, these are American citizens, or at least people, you know, born on this continent here. And I'm like, um, okay, first of all, why are you so concerned about what's happening across the Atlantic Ocean? Um, shouldn't you be more concerned about what's happening around you? Um, sh- you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite towards the anarchist territory politically, but, um, but on the other hand, I also don't agree with the idea of, you know, acting as as the policeman of the world as well. Um, and after looking at the whole thing, to me, the situation is not, it's there were there are bad things on both sides. Perhaps one side is being more brutal than the other, but this is a whole thing is not so cut and dry either. But the cell phone camera thing really spoke to me. Um, are you guys aware of uh, what happened at the RNC in New York in 2004? No, honestly. <laughs> a lot of people started using cell phone cameras to report uh, police abuses where activists were rounded up and taken to Pier 57, um, which is, it's actually on 2600's website, because the Emmanuel Goldstein, the founder of that, was doing work for Indie Media, and and he got, he got nabbed in along with a bunch of other people, and all of a sudden, that, that's kind of what that reminded me of, because the videos that I was able to see those were shot on cell phones. So as early as 2004, you start seeing cell phones that can capture video. Not very high-quality video, but high enough to where you can see what's going on. So, um, this, I gotta say, this has been an interesting experiment. 
my hair is still on my head. I haven't pulled it out yet. <laughs> um, Both in the top and the bottom. Well, well and, and right here. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I guess, I guess that pretty much wraps that part of things up. Um, so where do we go from here? Because i got to say, this is pretty awesome being able to do something like this. This might give us the opportunity to... Uh... Uh, invite more people to the show, like Corey. You've you've been on the show before, according to what Thomas said earlier. And if we do more live broadcasts like this, what we can do is have more people join in, maybe get more conversation, more discussion, more different points of view, and open up a lot more possibilities than what we've had with just a couple of co-hosts and the host on a podcast. I see that as a good thing. And, of course, Corey has the better microphone than both of us. <laughs> I'm just using the built one, one on my mic, on my laptop. I can help you guys out with that. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've got, I've set up my whole studio in here for, like, under $600. But, I mean, you could definitely go cheaper than that. There's some, some really good, really inexpensive sound equipment. Like, uh, this microphone I have right here is a uh, Behringer UltraVoice 85, XM8500. Um, this mic goes for about $20 on Amazon, and it is a clone of what is called the best broadcast mic, which is the, sh well, the cheap best cheap broadcast mic, which is the Shure uh, SM57. So, I mean, you could pick a really good mic up for about 20 bucks. And the whole podcast starting out um, was me and Stephen Kelly sitting on a couch, and he discovered, here's the thing, that the, the the mics, we sounded so okay because, one, recorded at, you know, CD audio quality because I'm like, I don't want to sound like a tan can. But what what he used was a program called Levelator to kind of, because I basically had two computer microphones inside of an audio headphone splitter. <laughs> yeah, that, that's as cheap as we went. <laughs> and to a microphone port, which actually worked surprisingly well. And then, and then from there, ran the audio through Levelator, which actually works very, very well. And, and much to my surprise, the latest stable version of Ubuntu is able to use Levelator through Wine. I, the Ubuntu port or, or the Linux port, it doesn't work because they haven't updated the Python coding. And I bugged the appropriate people about releasing the source code, and they're like, uh, it, it, we're talking about it. Haven't heard from them since. And I'm like, okay, just release the source code and let people keep updating it, because the thing is no longer maintained. And sometimes Wine doesn't cooperate depending on what you're running. So... Well, you and guys I are doing one thing right, and that's not – you're not using blog talk radio, so you're doing one <laughs> thing definitely right. Uh, I, I just want to smack people, I, and people are like, hey, hey, you know you, you know a lot about podcasting. Hey, come listen to my show, and then it will be a link to a blog talk radio show, and I'm like, I'm not listening to this. It sounds like you're talking over a phone line, even worse than talking over <laughs> a phone line. Like, can't do it. So um, um, good choice with Google Hangouts. I'll give you that, you know. <laughs> Much better um, choice. Before Google Hangouts, we would record on microphones into Audacity, and then le use Levelator, and then, and then the podcast generating solution at first was E107's podcasting plugin. But, and then I soon discovered why I left E107. Period, because it was prone to spam bots. Um, I got tired of it. Switched podcast solution to podcast generator which works very well it's fantastic and looks like they're working on updates for it now too so that's pretty cool and even it can even push stuff to iTunes too so that that helps quite a bit um, I have not even attempted Skype on here yet I don't know if I even sh should bother doing that or not um, I think we're going to get more efficiency out of the uh, Google Hangouts engine rather than using Skype. Skype, when I've used it on Linux, it's crashed 
over and over and over again because it's like three versions behind. So I think that's oh. probably something we should throw out of the window right now before we think about it. Fair enough. Yeah, um, Hangout's a much better solution, I, I would tell you. It is way better than, than Skype um, for various reasons. But what you're doing right now, like, is it's possible in Skype, but it's not even as great of quality. Plus, I mean, look, man, you're, everything we're talking about right now is being archived on YouTube. I mean, that's one less step you've got to do. If you really want to just do an audio podcast from that, all you got to do is download the MP4, open it up in Audacity, save as an MP3, and bada boom, bada bing, you're done. You got it. It's simple. Now all we've got to do is look for a new intro, because um, using the same intro over and over again, it's kind of getting stale after a while. Got to probably do something else. Uh, the introvert's been awesome in letting us use one of their things as an intro, but um, got to mix it up a little bit too. Any any suggestions on who to go to? Because oh, uh, you know what? I just promote. I uh, well, I have a producer um, that did all my intros, but I can produce my own too. Um, usually, I just mix some some uh, like TV show quotes or something like that with some music that I really like, and then. Uh, record my voice saying my my show name and just manipulate that. Um, I think I might have an example of what I'm working on. It's not that not that finished, but if you want to hear it, um, go for it. Yeah, yeah hold on. Try. Give us some minutes. Hold on, let me get the right output. This should tell me if you can hear this. Hold on a second. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I, can hear I have to ask you, you seem very hard on President Obama. It's out of deep love, brother. It's out of deep love? Mm-hmm. You called him a war criminal. I'm telling the truth. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see what you did. You blended voices, background music, and all that. Yeah, basically. Um, I've got a... This is the glory war Simple as that. Easy peasy, and then it then it just fades out. So we've we've gone through we, we've come a long ways. Um, gone through a few few changes over the last well year or so, and I think this thing this is going to get interesting. Um, really wish Stephen Kelly could be a part of this too, but our days off are completely different now, so that's that would be a challenge in and of itself on occasion. Unless I can start do, making accommodations at some point. You know, I've been working at the same place for so many years, and and I've been earning pers- paid personal time on top of vacation. I might as well start leveraging that at some point. Um, any other suggestions going forward? Because I, th- I think we can make this work very well, barring any other errors from <laughs> Google Chrome and all of that. Uh, brand, I mean, I can give you I can give you all sorts of tips. Um, I would brand yourself consistently, so create a, the Nix Report YouTube account and start doing your hangouts on air through that create a fa- or uh, you do it through your Google Plus page you know your your next report Google Plus page um, and then do your hangouts so they're archived and people can subscribe over there on your on your custom YouTube account um, you know as far as the website goes i know you said you're using podcast creator but uh, i use drupal myself but i mean i seriously recommend people use wordpress and the powerpress blueberry integration with that it's probably the easiest out of the box solution for right. podcasting um and yeah that's really you know really it and you you know you just keep growing your listenership that way um get it on itunes and you know just put out yeah. some good content I, I may I mainly use two different solutions right now. WordPress for the main site, Podcast Generator for the to generate the XML feed for the podcast because the thing's surprisingly easy to use. And I know it's I know it doesn't look like it makes much sense when I can do it all in WordPress, but I don't know. Um, 
I'll have to look at the whole Blueberry integration. I wanted to set things up to where the thing is generated on the site itself and as opposed to some third party to where the audio comes from the website itself so that when they download it, the site automatically gets more traffic itself. Yeah, I, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, keep going. You're good. Oh, that's that's the thing that's nice about the Blueberry integration. You know, it's just another form of a WordPress post, and it'll, it'll you know, you can track the downloads. That's the great thing about Blueberry. Um, you know, it automatically tracks the amount of people that are downloading. It gives you, the free account gives you some pretty basic stats. Um, I think it gives you, like, regional stats, like where they're downloading it from and things like that. Um, so far, the best solution I'm working on right now, being able to track things a little bit better, because uh, I work in marketing, you know, and, and websites and stuff for a living. So I, I'm the type of person that wants to track every single thing that's happening on the website. <laughs> but uh, what, I, what I'm finding is Google Analytics, even though you can you can theoretically track file downloads, uh, the problem you run into is when people download it from iTunes or a podcatcher. So uh, Blueberry seems to be the best solution to that. It'll it'll give you some statistics, at least okay. more so than you probably have already. Because, like, the web hosting, web hosting does give some analytics for traffic and what have you and everything else. And I managed to get some AdSense into the generator page, which required manually editing a text file and using FTP to get it there. Because editing it directly through the generator, it won't work because of the way, you know, security reasons and all of that. But I'll I'll look into it and and consider it. It so far so far the generators worked very very well. Even lets me put in a little image so that when you share the podcast um, episode with other people in a social networking site, it just pops the picture up there as a preview picture. So it's pretty neat. And but. Um, yeah, um, starting to make a comeback here too. I want to write. I want to write more for the website too. Uh, set these things on the floor. But thank you very much, Corey, for helping us out on this. Oh, you're welcome. You know, if you have any any questions, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm usually pretty busy, but you know, I try to always eventually get back to people. <laughs> You know, as long as I don't forget. If I forget, just nudge me and I'll be like... Well, it's understandable. I do want to start a blog, though, that kind of explains the stuff a little bit better. I know there's some out there that exist, but, you know, honestly, there's really nothing out there that's teaching podcasters how to, like, use the same techniques that content marketers are using. Like, you know, you know when you're on Facebook and you see those stupid BuzzFeed top 10 reasons that you're that you're gay or something like that? You know, I, I think podcasters could really start using that to their advantage because, like, especially podcasters, you know, people that are using video, um, it's a lot more engaging platform than text uh, in a lot of ways. Um, you so. get to see people's reaction along with what they're saying. So it's, it's, it's more than just audio. It's, you get to see what the people are doing when they're, when they're discussing what's going on. You get, it's, it's a visual and auditory thing, so you're getting... You're getting more in than just from what you would from a normal podcast. Um, my only question is, um, creating a custom YouTube page just for just for the Google Plus page for the next report. My main issue in doing that is everything's tied to the next report's Gmail account, which is technically just my account. And I integrated my YouTube account into Google Plus in order to share things more easily, and that's where everything goes. And it just shows up under, just under my name from my profile for whatever reason. Um, how can one just create a custom YouTube page just for the next reports page? Is it possible or no at this point? Because I haven't looked at this in a while. Well, the next report. What is it? A page? It's not like a profile, right? It's a page. It's it it's a it's a Google Plus page specifically. All right. Um. 
Well, in that case, it probably already has a, a YouTube account. You just don't realize it. Um, Google. Hello? Oh, don't tell me you dropped on me. Did, did we lose him? I hope not. Because this would not be a good way to end the broadcast. Okay, this is why you don't have... Uh, this is why you don't have Audacity running for a week straight because it just like ate up all my, <laughs> all my uh, computer uh, memory. So there we go. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> okay, so the question was: you were asking about using a using your your Google Plus account as a YouTube channel, right? Like. Like, the next report has a Google Plus page that I created for my account. Um, so, so you're saying it already has a page, I just don't realize it? I, I think, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm searching, I'm Googling it because I, I, I was able to do it pretty easily. Um, a YouTube channel that's connected to Google Plus... Um, there's an easy way to do it. I just can't quite remember how to do it. It's but it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, you just have to go to your. Oh, you know what you could do if you go to oh. the next report page and you act and as I, the page and you hover over where it says profile. You can probably click on Hangouts on Air and that'll help you get it set up. Oh wait, I just. Next to next to the plus the next report is a little little block thing that says all your business apps in one place YouTube. Oh my goodness! So, but it just pops it back to my profile. Yeah, so you're gonna have to do a little research into it. But from what I remember, I mean, I have my own personal account to, attached to my the Corey Moore show face curb. Sorry, Google Plus page. And oh, wait. Found it. I clicked over my profile, create... Create a channel to use this account on YouTube. Okay. From your Google Plus page. All right, sweet. Same name and photo. Okay. Cool, so the next report has a new YouTube channel. So this will be the last episode that I broadcast, we broadcast from my own personal account. So that's cool. Yeah, that'll give you a more integrated, you know, marketing approach. Um, because you you want to you want don't want to confuse people. Like if you send them off, this is this is your show, but it's on your personal account. It's gonna kind of people are gonna be kind of like, who is this guy and what does he have to do with the show? Right. And select. Oh, I get to. So we'll. So now I can change the YouTube URL to. To basically this on the website. That's pretty cool. So that that is definitely a project for me to work on in addition to downloading this darn thing and turning this into an audio-only podcast. So we're now at zero viewers. Yay. But that's... You know, you get most of them when they subscribe on YouTube. That's what I've noticed. I'll have 5 to 10 live, and then I'll get 20, 30 views on YouTube. Still get more audio downloads for some reason. Not sure why, but... Now, can I use AdSense on this new channel, or no? Um, as long as you don't uh, do what I do. You know, I broadcast you know, through my bumpers and stuff, copyrighted material. Um, as long as you don't do that, you'll be okay. Because the, the the broadcast would basically be up temporarily, and then it would d- kind of disappear. Um, and then possibly be re-uploaded or whatever. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't use the. I I try to avoid using the bumpers unless 
it's included in the disclaimer that this is fair use um, and all of that. Cause oh, I don't. I don't pretend I'm using fair use. It's out of a more of a philosophically principled issue. Like, right. I, I think it's bullshit if you're making a a an, a form of art, and I feel like what I do is a form of art. You're making a form of art as a right. uh, as a you know an outcome from something else. You know, you're using something else. You know, you know fuck them. Let them let them sue me. I I I, I welcome it. <laughs> well. In this case, um, got we got to end this so that I can get this thing uploaded. So, as soon as I hit stop broadcast, it'll pop the archived copy on my YouTube channel. Correct? Yeah, we did it for what about? This has been about an hour. Um, it'll probably take a good fifteen minutes, but you'll have access to it then. Okay, so um, I'm Thomas Holbrook II. I'm going to sign off along with Stephen Tompkins and Corey Moore. Thank you, you for thank you for helping out, guys. Oh, you're welcome. And Corey, you're you're our first guest in a while, so <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, man. It was it was a blast, definitely. Uh, well, it was different have a guest on the show. I don't think I've been with the show long enough to have a guest, so it's definitely <laughs> a different experience. Definitely. Well, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself, everybody, and thanks for tuning in.